I mean, I'm sure what you'll do with the cold open, because that's how like cold opens work is like, you'll just cut it to a point where we, we like, is it's just funny to kind of, or whatever to cold open into. But, um, see, yeah, the worst this is part the is part where it's funny to open into this. No, is, it's this not. Is it. No, it's not. This is the cold. Open. I, I had like an idea 40 minutes ago. <laughs> no, it's too late. We've it already is opened. Too late. Yes. The I, start I, of the podcast is over. We're well yeah, into I need to, the first act. On. My shit is my my mic gain is way too fucking high, man. Hold on. I need to adjust this shit. Because like we're still testing here. Hold on. Oh, this yeah, is you're great. going you're going down, buddy. You're going down. You're going way down. Yeah, there we fucking Oh, there go. we go. Oh, oh, mm. Much better. Oh. Yeah, Welcome to HomePod about. Defense Squad, everybody. We're doing some some technical stuff right here for you. Yeah, I I have I have oh, not you used sound this good mic. Now. Yes, oh. I do. You I sound don't sound like up. I, well, I mean, I am. So you know, that's very awesome, like audio quality here from this Blue Yeti mic that I've had for about I don't know six years. Because at a certain point, I was going to do well. No, I did use this for podcasting before. I just forget which one. But I don't know. It's it's been such a wild ride with us gone. Like I bet I was I I was having some ideas for how we bring this back. And like the one thing that I kept thinking about was uh parodying the the intro to Avatar the Last Airbender, right? <laughs> like because in the time in in our long absence in our in, in in our absence in the eight month war craig federighi murdered the home pod <laughs> we the home pod literally died we, we, without us there to defend it, it exactly we are, the, we are the first and last line of defense we are the, the watchers on the wall <laughs> we, we are the home pod defense squad joe and we were not there to defend it we weren't there to talk about how great of a product this fucking speaker is <laughs> and because of that you know what is it? Uh, when the world needed us most, Joe, we vanished. <laughs> but and now, at least it, nearly a hundred days have passed. A <laughs> <laughs> hundred days have passed, and we've discovered the new HomePod, a micro one with a U1 chip. <laughs> it's, it's capable of doing handoff and really wacky shit. Um. But yeah, I don't know. That was that was just my initial thought. It, the crazy thing, we, we had so many opportunities just screaming at us to bring back this show. But I think yeah. I think the straw that broke the camel's back yes. was the creator of Ruby on Rails having a very public <laughs> breakdown on Twitter. <laughs> oh my god! And Evan just. Messaged me, insisting. <laughs> I'm like, we have to bring this back somehow. And I think the main thing that we were thinking about was like, how do we bring it back in a way that makes sense, you know, rather than it's just us talking about like going through news articles and reading off The Verge every week. And I think we I, decided that neither of us cared about tech news anymore. <laughs> I look, I care about tech news a lot. Like I, I open, I literally, and like, I, I don't know if like Casey, Casey Newton believed me when I told him this once, but I'm like, I read the verge every morning. 
that's not like hyperbole. It's like one of the first things I open is I go to the verge every morning, but I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's fun to talk about tech news, but I feel like at least before the way that we were doing it and the way that we were handling it was handling it like a tech news show, which I don't think it should have been personally, or rather I don't think it should continue to be a tech news show in the way that like we previously handled it. Of course, we're going to talk about tech news, but instead of it just being like, well, here is our list of stuff we're going to bring up this week. It's just, we naturally flow into the conversation with it. Um, I think the best way to handle tech news is to just assume that everything is general hospital. Yeah. What? What? I need you to like explain sands this to me, in like, the hourglass. Like what? <laughs> These are the VCs of our lives. What? There's somebody out there. There's there's a 45-year-old woman out there um with three kids who gets that reference um and, and finds it very funny. Oh my god. Yeah, I don't I don't know if that's the thing, but yeah, the main thing that brought it back <laughs> is a man uh, a, a wonderful, incredible man by the name of DHH. So let's talk about him. Let's get into the nitty-gritty deets. All right. Let's bring up we his gotta, fucking Twitter bio. We got to we got to we got to go all the way back cuz yeah. we got to we got to tell the story of Basecamp cuz like it's it starts with Jason Freed, right? Yeah. Cuz Jason Freed so first of all Basecamp provides <laughs> Let's talk about why we care about this cuz Basecamp mm-hmm. provides both your and my <laughs> email service. <laughs> we use we both point. use hey <laughs> yeah. Email. Um we're not uh, saying it was a smart decision. No. We're saying it was our decision. And we choose to own that decision. Look, I, I, Hey was the first email client that I could like open and just not get like a slight burst of anxiety when I looked at it. Like, and that is the most We were in love. Genuinely. It was the most, like the guys, the guy figured out how I wanted to deal with email, which is there's three things. There's the stuff I want to read. There's the stuff I want to peruse. And then there's the fucking like receipts and confirmations. And also, I don't want anyone to email me. That's the important thing, right? I, there's a screener in it. You click the thumbs down button and they never email you again. That was the Ever. amazing thing about Hey. It was it was all about just not receiving email. Yeah, <laughs> it was that exactly is what I wanted out of email. Yeah, like I was joking with friends that I'm like, I've gotten like three emails in my inbox today. This is so worth the fucking money. <laughs> like, wow, wow, we like, holy shit. Like I go back through my hey inbox and it's like, I got four messages today. One was from my bank saying that I transferred money. The other one was from my apartment telling me about like rent stuff. These are the things I want to read. The rest are just like newsletters and like 50 billion Amazon receipts. And they but you got couldn't that. go around like handing out your hey email address. So the no. trick was to give people your regular email address. Yes. <laughs> and then just aggregate a bunch of them yep. into by forwarding them all 
to your Hey account, mm-hmm. which was perfect because now you had like your spam email account, your business email account, your personal email account, all coming to one inbox. Yes. And it all filtered perfectly. It was gorgeous, man. I loved that shit so much. It was, I don't know, like I, but yeah, it's funny that we both, I think, arrived at the same exact like solution because that's exactly what I did, right? Like I gave everyone my personal email address that I've had that's like linked to my domain. And I'm pretty sure you've got one of those too, right? I have one of those and you have one of those because we do, we do not trust, like the problem with email Right. Is unlike a phone number, it doesn't change when you get it changes when you get a new phone. Like my email client, if I decide I want a new email provider, right, I don't want to have to get a new email address. And I I want to switch email providers often. Like if tomorrow I want to go to Proton Mail and I decide that's a smart decision for me, I don't want to have to like deal with forwarding everything and then giving everybody else a new email address and then shutting the old one off, especially if you pay for it. Like if you just switch from like Gmail to Outlook or something, that's whatever. Gmail's free and so is Outlook. So you don't have to stop paying for Gmail. But like I'll have to, if it, we'll get to this, like if, if Hey Email just suddenly stops working, right? Like, and I was relying on all the emails I told them to point to my Hey address, I'm fucked. So there's a lot of punchlines here, but my favorite punchline to this is that Hey doesn't support IMAP. <laughs> yeah, it's but let's. Funny. I I, I want to talk about. All right, so let's talk about why we can't use Hey anymore. <laughs> yeah, or why we're why we're on the market. Why? So why we're out searching? Because Jason yeah. Freed makes this post. So first of all, they have a blogging platform that's tied yes. into their email now. And it's kind of cool. Um, we've, we've talked about how cool their product is enough because we're going to talk about why it's bad now. Yes. Uh, so they're making some changes at Basecamp. One or two. Uh, small little change, small little thing. And that's to say, shorthand, they're going to pull a little bit of a Coinbase on us. Yeah, they're going to pull, pull a little bit of what's his name? Uh, the great guy who got like really mad when he's like, I don't want to have to tell a black person they deserve to live. Why are my why is my HR department making me do this? <laughs> and because of that, I mean, look, it worked very well for him. Right. Like when you when you when you go to like, you know, the crypto space, like you shouldn't be surprised that there's a bunch of like fucking crazy people. So it starts with no more societal and political discussions on our company base. Uh, It's and here's where it gets dicey because (laughs) Jason Freed has uh, conducted some edits on this uh, a couple of times. But initially what this read was no more societal or political discussions um, somewhere to do with the company um now it says specifically on our company base camp account one way or another this is a very interesting stance uh for a couple reasons now there's the obvious reasons um that you can go to twitter and you'll see a lot of those reasons i wanted to bring up another one base camp is a uniquely political company, not just because of David Hansen, but That's mostly because of David Hansen. 
Yeah. Uh, it's safe to say the man is slightly outspoken, right? Like, it's not like what's his name, like slightly bald Coinbase man. What's his name? Coinbase man. I'm, go- I'm just going to search Coinbase man. Um, Coinbase man. Well, um, and it's one thing to be outspoken about your beliefs. It's another thing to be outspoken about your beliefs in a way <laughs> specifically involves your company. Brian Armstrong, that guy. Yeah, so like, okay, you know, Coinbase was not a shock. <laughs> like, like, I'm, anyone could like take a look at Coinbase and then how they handle, and everyone was like, it took, it took you a while to be like, maybe black people shouldn't be killed by cops. What was that about? And, you know, the answer was that the, the HR department was like whining, like just straight up, like fucking yelling at Brian Armstrong, the, the CEO and founder of Coinbase to like make a statement. And you can tell when reading that statement, like it is not his words. That is not how the man talks. <laughs> and um, what is it? He's, uh, I forget what, I, but regardless, it was like, it sucked, whatever. Right. But okay. It's Coinbase. Sure. Now imagine if you got a dude who's like, our corporate culture is all progressive. Like we do the best, most progressive corporate culture out of anyone. We're the best remote work company. We have, we have figured out, we've written five fucking books about how great we are at remote work. And like collaborating remotely. Anyways, now that everyone's always remote for a year and a half, our discussions are so terrible and we're just unable to manage those that like, I don't, I don't know how to finish this. Joe, please finish this. Yeah, let's, let's get into how David Hansen goes on to support his co-founder. Jason Freed. David Hansen, if you're not familiar with the guy, he's at DHH on Twitter. You've seen him. You've seen him. First of all, if you're listening to this, you're on Twitter. Second of all, if you're on Twitter, you've seen (laughs) at DHH. Um, He's the creator of Ruby on Rails. He's the co-founder of Basecamp. And he is also an outspoken critic of Apple. It all kind of tracks back to um, when specifically Hay actually had some problems with the Apple App Store um, in its initial rollout uh, in regards to the review uh, system. Uh, And ever since then, he has just been on the warpath. Uh, with apple uh, and for for a really long time he he was he was actually a really significant figurehead um and and, and people were huge fans of him i myself was a really big fan um same here i was because, a big fan he, he, he was a race car driver a new york times best-selling author um and he won Le Mans 24-hour class in, in racing as far as anyone can tell, he was very smart. He was very well connected, and he fucking hated Apple. Men wanted um, to be him. Women wanted to be with him. He was the perfect <laughs> ideal CTO of any company, Joe. <laughs> so he responds 
to Jason Fried's just nightmare blog post that's already been edited by the time that David Hansen gets his response out. And unsurprisingly, it's not great. <laughs> it's, it's just, it's not a good response. Um, but really, the chef's kiss on top of it all is when Casey Newton, later in the day, announces My trumpets, really, for all the world to hear that this new policy at base camp is a result of one David Hansen. <laughs> it was him all Because along. you see... <laughs> What happened was there was an internal disagreement between David Hansen and some other employees. It could not be resolved, uh, escalated to um, HR, and resulted in David banning political discussion in the office. After a complaint was filed against him. Yeah, it's... <laughs> this... This whole fucking story is absolutely insane. I... I don't understand what... <laughs> I don't get it, man. I don't, like... The, the, they were supposed... You were supposed to be the one to bring balance to the app store, not destroy it. Like it was like, this wasn't, this wasn't supposed to be, you were not supposed to be the man, right? Like you were not supposed to be one of these people. And so it was just kind of such a weird fucking shot and they just kept doubling down. Right. Like it's just, right. it was so weird. Oh yeah. The, the thing that, the thing I wanted to bring up is this this was all done on their brand new Hey World blogging platform. Oh, that's really the best part. Is yeah, almost no communication was actually done over Twitter. It was on their personal blogging platform, Hey World. And the, the, yeah, the best part is like, what is it? The the, the best part is just the incredible just thing about it, really. This. The incredible thing about it really is uh, almost how odd the actual incident itself is. So the incident itself is that um, Basecamp, hey, um, whatever distinction you you want to draw between those, those two, um, was keeping a quote, best names list. It's kind of exactly what it sounds like. They had a list of customer names, client names that they thought sounded funny. This this was some to in a, any extent that one could be seen as official an official list. <laughs> yeah. Um that existed within the office and basically presented an issue 
in the sense that it infringed on customers' rights to security is a good deal disrespectful to paying clientele and eventually led to uh, this incident where, you know, internal employees said, hey, this isn't fucking cool. Um, and David Hansen said, hey, shut up. <laughs> um, shut the fuck up. Like, it was wild. And it's just... that That's the crazy thing, is that it, is that it all spiraled out of... I, I, not to call it in, not to call it innocuous, but the 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 fallout is, is much larger, um, and it's only it's it's only spiraled from here as they've continued to double and triple down on the most batch and increasingly batshit insane positions. So, yeah. My favorite part, right, is, okay, they're like, they're not allowed to talk about politics at work anymore, right? Which would be great if their goal was not to get the governments to regulate Apple. <laughs> As if like, they weren't the ones that kicked off the whole charade that summer, right? Like, they were before Epic. Like, it was them first, right? Exactly. And really, all they've demonstrated is an unwillingness to stand by their own employees. And boy, have their employees returned the favor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, and I'm just, I'm stealing someone's tweet right now. It's so fucking good. It's so insanely good. So I'm just, There's I'm not so going to even take credit tweets. for this. But like, oh God, yeah. Twitter today was fucking incredible. Or not today. Sorry, I don't know when we're releasing this. Twitter at some indiscernible point <laughs> was incredible. Um, and the my favorite tweet, of course, was like something along the lines of like, well, you know, I, I for a company not all right with 30% cuts. <laughs> oh my. They just lost 30% of oh. their workforce. Which they did. And so that's the thing. Uh, what was it? Uh, Christina Warren, fellow, fellow Microsofty, um, was talking about this on Twitter today. Because, I mean, again, I feel like we, we shouldn't even say Twitter anymore. It's just implied that that's where we like mentally live. Like Christina Warren was talking about this today, right? And something that she said was like, why are we giving this company has like 60 people. Why is ever like why is this taking up so much mental space for everyone? And I again, I my response to that, and I think the reasoning was just because it wasn't supposed to be them. It wasn't supposed to be these people, right? Like th they were the good ones. They were the they were the people who were doing it well. Like, you know, it's like it's I mean it's like, I don't know. How to yeah, well, it. I think I, I don't, I, I kind of bit my tongue and tried not to say this earlier, but there is an element of when a fintech company does something shitty, you're just not that surprised. <laughs> yeah. As, as much as I like fintech like, as a concept, no, I'm not surprised at all. Like, I'm sure Plaid is a great company, <laughs> but 
if tomorrow it came out that they were anti-union and you know harvesting their um devops engineers organs i mean i that's just the free market man yeah i i i'd be like you know that's that's you know it's fintech i it's bad it's 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 not good but i mean it's fintech it's it's like it's at best 15 degrees off of working for Lockheed Martin. <laughs> Jesus. I, I, look, I mean, at least with, a, I don't know if they have a union or not, <laughs> uh, but Lockheed Martin as, as a whole is like, um, okay. Yeah. It's just, it is wild, right? Like, again, that's, that's kind of the thing between... with Coinbase. It's, it's, you've got crypto and you've got like, you know, all that stuff and you shove it together and you basically just get a very interesting culture, right? Like, you know, the type of culture that like, you know, a Petri dish culture (laughs) festering and it's just boiling over um, and just a little weird. And it's just like, don't go there. If you're not like a white guy, whatever you do, (laughs) don't do it. Um, But you know, again, DHH was like, DHH was the dude who like, DHH was the fucking guy who, after like the Black Lives Matter shit, was like, "Yo, read Tallahassee Country Notes, <laughs> read these books." Hey, right? like I mean, it's kind of like a joke at this point. Everyone was like, "Wow, I read White Fragility, and that's what my that's what I'm gonna do is like my my whole like praxis giving back." But like, <laughs> I mean, he he was one of those people, right? Like, he was definitely like, I mean, more than that, I'll give him more credit. Like, he wasn't like a total like. Just like lacking. I don't know. As far as like right up until a week ago, he deserved a lot of credit. (laughs) Yeah. Right up until a week ago, there was a lot of like he was the main one pointing shit out. And to be fair, Apple's like whole thing against him and his company was like pretty fucking egregious. Like the main it wasn't like just like, okay, Apple was cool. Yeah, Apple was it, clearly it, in the wrong. <laughs> oh yeah, it wasn't just like Epic pulled a fast one on them in order to like trigger a legal fight that they wanted to win. Which is, as much as I support Epic, that is what happened. Epic literally was like, "We can pull a fast one on Apple so that they can revoke our stuff, so that we can essentially immediately respond with a lawsuit and trigger a legal fight." And it was insanely smart. Um, and okay, I won't. I won't say I'm on Epic's side per se in that legal fight, but I will say that I do think the app store is a monopoly that needs to be regulated regardless. The, you, well, that's the, the thing. Like yeah. watching Epic and Apple fight is not something you want to take sides on. You you can say like, mm-hmm. well, like Epic is maybe fighting, you know, the better fight, but they're not, yeah. they're not doing it for good reasons. No, they're, <laughs> they're, doing, they're, doing, it for, it be- they're doing it for their reasons. <laughs> yeah, they're doing it because they want to put the Epic Game Store on the iPhone, which you know what? Should be allowed to be there. Like they should be allowed. There should be things that are allowed to compete with Apple Arcade. I don't even know if we're like in this new format doing disclosures, but I work for Microsoft and there is a there is a video game service called xCloud or whatever. I don't know what it's called anymore, actually. I, I think we're just going with like a bunch of different names. Uh, that I people want on the iPhone, and we just had to use a web browser to get it there. And like, it's kind of ridiculous because it's just Apple's like, yeah, it doesn't fit within our App Store rules. And then it's like, okay, well, maybe we'll just distribute it by ourselves. And it's just you can't do that. The I 
the thing is though, I've been listening to some ATP and I actually, I think, what is it? It's, it's probably Marco on that podcast um, who is the one usually bringing up like the really interesting point of like, I actually don't want there to be a competition against the app store. The main reason being like piracy, side loading, et cetera. Um, there's, there, there are, I think, reasons for wanting the app store to still be the exclusive store on, on the iPhone. And I think the biggest example of why is look at the fucking Mac, man. <laughs> look, look at how much of a mess app distribution is on the Mac. Like every fucking app you open, like pops up with a giant window telling it, telling you to like fucking update it. Right. You've got to download the update and then restart it like virtually every day for everything, because there's just no backgrounds because half of them don't use the app store because there's a 30% cut, which to be fair, that is Apple's fault. Um, but like it's the, the, we know the flip side of this and the flip side is like, it's just going to be a Mac scenario where things are not as nice. Like when was the last time you hit the update button on the app and on, on your phone? Like never, it just, it just the apps come. Like I just get them. They're there. They just pop on my phone one day, pluck. And like, I just, I have the latest stuff and like Facebook puts me in a bucket or something. Like, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I, um, I, I, I mean, yeah, ever since I, I replaced my phone one day and I scheduled it for 2 a.m. and I never updated an app again. Like, yep, that's it. it, it it's very simple. Yeah. But, but I, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Up, up, to, I think... up to a certain point, like that, that's the crazy thing about all of this is like David Hansen was the hero of the story. And then he was. all of a sudden he took a hard 180 and that's what makes it so hard to look away from this insane train wreck. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's like, we imagine even... he, oh, go on. I mean, we haven't even talked about um, the the today. Yeah. Well, like, so let's say hypothetically, this man is a is an award winning Le Mans race car driver. <laughs> let's assume that one day he's driving his car, probably like a Porsche or something. You know, I, I feel I feel I feel like you know that's probably what he has, like some supercar. Um because that's just the vibe he gives off to me. <laughs> and he, um, let's assume that just one day, all of a sudden an article comes out, like David Hansen crashes car, comma, forgot how to drive. <laughs> you, you'd, look at, you'd look at that for a second and you'd be like, doesn't this man drive race cars? What happened here? Like what, what were the steps, like, and I think there's really only one fucking answer for this. And it's performativism. Right? Like, none of what... The only way that this whole fucking shitstorm makes any sense whatsoever is if you just look at all of the stuff they've said and done and be like, everything they've said and done was for the was was to make them more popular and famous. And anything that is a threat to that, right? I, I the the thing subscribe to platformer by Casey Newton, platformer.news. 
<laughs> the end of the platformer article that Casey published has a has a, a sentence uh, which was said by an anonymous employee at Basecamp. And I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, so you should go read. It's also on The Verge. You should go read that for the exact quote. We but did nothing says, but plug other people today. Look, man, other people make good shit. I don't know what this is. <laughs> no, you're right. <laughs> what, Casey, what, what, what Casey got out of one of those employees was, the employee said, there is an unspoken idea at Basecamp that... This company exists for Daniel and Jason's amusement. And everything is more or less driven by those, by that pillar of everything we do is because they want to do it. We don't do features whenever they're not interested in them. We don't build products that they're not interested in. Like, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not quoting there. Like, this is just like, like they don't build feature if if Jason and and David I forgot his name for a second Jason and David are not amused by the thing that is being created it's not going to happen like feature roadmaps everything is around making them happy and it makes them so it makes them happy to have that type of public image right it makes them happy to have the image of the hero So like the second that someone posts like the anti-defamation league pyramid and implies that they're on that slope, they don't like this concept very much. It doesn't make them feel good. So (laughs) it goes just like dropping a fucking feature from the roadmap. The whole people can freely talk feature has been dropped from internal communications. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's just wild, you know, like, it there there's so many discussions like even hacker news isn't on their side and like hacker news is wild <laughs> that website was just like okay these guys can't manage effectively and it's true like any other I feel company like go on I, hacker news is like the two face of uh of forums where every time there's a news article it flips a coin Yes, you have no idea what <laughs> to side. decide which side it's going to take. You have no fucking idea what side of the bed it's going to wake up on. Yeah, and like, but this time they took the side of like everyone else, and it's and people were saying things like, you know, I work at a military contractor, and like, it's not like what is it? People aren't like constantly running around talking politics instead of doing their fucking job. Like, that is what all the whole, like, mission-focused thing frame it as, right? That, like, everyone's all day in just Slack. There's no Git requests or there, there's no pull requests happening because everyone's too busy focusing on the latest, like, Trump tweet. Like, that is not how it works. What happens is that there were internal political climates that did that the founders did not like that made them feel uncomfortable because it implied that they were doing things wrong. Because of that, they realized that the climate wasn't the problem and that their actions might not have made their employees hostile towards them and that maybe they need either to A, reassess themselves and reassess their managerial style and the decisions that brought them to this point, right? Or B, like uh, what they what they, what they they pick instead is shut it all down, right? It, they're, they're, they're like me with my fucking Linux server. Like I see a program on it I don't recognize, that thing's getting wiped. 
Like, it's, that's just what, that's what happens. And it's, it's fucking wild to me that like these founders can't just like, for, for people who are supposed to be so incredibly fucking smart, right. And like be these visionaries that lead and build products that like are like the geniuses that deserve to make all this fucking money, right. That they can't even lead a team of people is so fucking concerning. Like, come on. It's 60 people. I don't know. That that's I, I mean that's that's the that's the fucking craziest thing about it is that at, at the end of the day what they're dealing with is they're dealing with very small teams. They I mean so let let's talk let's let's talk about what happened today. Um cuz I I think that connects here. Um so today um we saw a mass exodus. Yes, exodus. Uh, <laughs> quote unquote mass exodus of employees um, from Basecamp, meaning roughly last count 18 people, um, which at a company of 57 employees, a lot of fucking people. Yes. Um, According to the general word on Twitter, which is about the best you can hope for, iOS team's out, head of design is out, head of customer service, was it, was out? Yep. Um, she gone. I believe the Rails core team is out. Guess you could say they're off the rails now. Someone definitely made that joke, but fuck it. Like, whatever. Well, it's a real gem. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> okay, go on. What, what else? Who else is gone? What else is this fucking damage, dude? Um, but the, the real key is that um, it's a lot of really senior people. Um, oh, head of marketing. Uh, is another it was the other one yeah i can understand that and a, a lot of it had to do with the fact that they were offered an option of a severance package worth up to six months salary um yeah. and that, that was similar to the coinbase deal where um employees were just simply offered severance yeah. which i did see lead to a little speculation where oh well maybe they're doing downsizing a company of this size um yeah. that's doing reasonably well I don't think they're doing downsizing. Yeah, it's like downsizing um, from a house to homeless. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, you, you don't downsize your head of marketing. <laughs> Downsi- we don't need a marketing department because DHH is doing such a good job right now. That, We've decided like, to eliminate iOS. We've, that, our, that our entire company is left. We no longer have an iOS dev, so good luck. Um, which is great because <laughs> honestly, I'm thrilled. It's like one of, honestly, one of the most compelling reasons that like I got that I lease a Tesla is so that like, I, 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 I have the trap card against anyone who like talks to me and is like a huge Tesla fanboy. It's great. Right. Cause everyone's going to be like, yo, this car is like godly. And I'm like, the self-driving is marginally better than my Honda was. 
you know? So, and what's great about Hay is I pay for this shit. And oh man, am I going to abuse the shit out of that? Like, why hasn't this shit gotten updates, DHH? Aren't you so great? Why don't you write a sixth book about fucking how you, how so, how great you are at running a company? So, but I, I, I do want to get back to that because th- this is really interesting to me because I think it speaks to something because uh, even Coinbase didn't see, um, I don't, I, they really didn't see this percentage of, of, um, uh, of an exit, uh, nope. of their employees. They really didn't even see really a significant percentage of people take the severance package. And to be fair, this, um, both of these offerings are very generous. Um, and in a time when, um, a, companies are looking for, senior engineers it's not the worst deal to just no take the package and go somewhere else um <laughs> like not, you kind of no. have to be comfortable or have a compelling reason to stay um and now with and and that's the thing is it's like it's gonna cascade because like so, it's not like okay if 30 percent, if you have 30 percent layoffs at like a game studio and that studio has 300 employees. 100 people leaving is a lot of people, right? But you can run a game studio with 200 people. Like, it's not like at the end of the day, yeah, it's going to suck. Yeah, you're going to have like your deadlines are going to be worse or whatever, right? But like you're functionally capable of delivering the product just at a at a longer time scale. Unless literally like everybody from a, unless you, you unless the, the pigeonhole principle gods hate you today. And like everybody from a single department left, um, like you're just, you're, you're still able to do the job and do the work. And here it just, how are you going to run this company with 40 people, 30 people? Like, I feel like it's just going to compound. Like people are going to be doing more work. It's going to be shittier for them. People are going to be wearing more hats, fucking like awake more nights. And it's just going to lead to even more and more people leaving until it's just down to a husk. That's exactly the problem I was about to get to, because what I think this speaks to um, this this big initial exit, what I think it speaks to is um, a cultural problem. Um, And like you already addressed it, which is that the company exists for their amusement. And I've been in that position before where, you know, the, the company is clearly not a side project, but mm-hmm. it, it, it's, it's a source of income and mm-hmm. it is owned by people who don't fully understand the ramifications of failure for the people who would be ruined by it. Yeah. Because they because... themselves would not be ruined by it. Um, exactly. So, what they what it becomes is it becomes a very controlling environment it becomes an environment about image rather than creating a product yep and I, that that's not that's not a conducive environment to creating anything at all um, <laughs> it's certainly not a conducive environment to getting any work done <laughs> and and it's it's and that that's what I think we're looking at because that's what eventually led me to leave that position. And I suspect that's what leads people to leave this position. And 
I it it doesn't get better. Um, like it, it's not like this is something that people wake up from and change. It's just a mindset. Um, it, it it's yeah. a matter of you know this is the way I see money. This is the way I see companies. Um, they are a disposable thing. Um, when a VC gives me money, that money isn't real, right? It is money from someone else. It is money that doesn't exist in my philosophy. Therefore I can use it up at my will. If someone wants to be paid $400,000 a year, they will be paid $400,000 a year because frankly, it really doesn't matter. It's got to be used up, so it might as well be used up on that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I mean, I was going to make a joke. I'm like, I was on the, I was on the opposite end of this running, like running a college club, man. <laughs> so I get the whole run shit for your amusement. Thing. Um, but I mean, I, to, 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 but I mean, like not, I mean, not really. I mean, I definitely did it cause it was fun, but like, it wasn't like I was making decisions based off of what would make me happy. And it's just, it's kind of ridiculous in that regard. I don't know, but yeah. Um, but that's what happens when, uh, like the way that the way, the way that we were gifted a college club, that's what happens yeah. when functioning adults are just gifted companies right yeah oh um God. not not to say not to say that they were gifted companies but when but when you're continually gifted vc money yeah eventually it stops meaning anything right um it, it's just it's just numbers on paper and yeah you understand that it has to go away uh because you can't buy you, you can't you can't buy a house with it um you right. can't buy food with it uh, you, you really can't, you, it's not like you can live on it. So you got to spend it on the business. So what are you going to spend it on? All right. Well, buy chairs. Um, well, how much chairs cost? Not enough. Um, buy ridiculous chairs. Um, how much do engineers cost? Well, buy ridiculous engineers. Um, <laughs> yep. spend it on other and weird things. And now we've got to construct an image. Um, and now you need more VC money cause you have to maintain that image and it um and it, it becomes a matter of it, it's it's not it's not a real thing the the money stops existing um it, it's not like your salary your salary is a concrete thing that you hold whereas the checks that come in are just ephemeral it's yeah. you know two hundred sixty million dollars that they don't belong to you. They belong to Shmishma LLC. They, they belong to A sixteen Z. They belong. <laughs> what, I was, what I was gonna say is like yeah, and it's it's like if you have even the slightest bit of like user growth and momentum, right? Like it's not like you're just going to keep getting money because it's not like Mark Andreessen's getting any smarter, right? Like he's <laughs> I've just, I've just ruined any chance I've ever had of having, having a company get funded, but you know what? Sure. The, doesn't matter. <laughs> who cares? The, um, the fucking, um, yeah, it's just, it's wild because y- 
All you need is user growth. And that's not hard to do when you're literally handing out money, which is what every company does is they just fucking, they're like, please sign up for this service. We will give you $15 worth of like real world stuff that like, like here, like we will just give you Bitcoin. Like, please come. We will give you Bitcoin. We will give you stocks. Like, they just they just take that fucking VC capital and just burn it in order to like fucking supply user base. It's not hard to like. There's you know if there's you're, a if startup you're, that will in, literally send you an iPhone. Yes. Okay. So be fair. You are paying for this, and then they probably. I don't don't shit on Eric Mitragovsky. Don't shit on Beeper, man. I want my invite. <laughs> I I also want, want my invite. But they are literally Eric, sending you an iPhone. <laughs> Eric, I, I still have a fucking pebble. I still have the original. I love you, man. Just give me the beeper invite. <laughs> it's a clever workaround. It's a stupid workaround. It's a stupid. It it's shouldn't the only way exist. To do it. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. It's stupid. Yeah, it's great. I mean, you could just take an old iPhone 2 and jailbreak it and slap it on. But like, anyways, like, the, I don't know. It's just it's so stupid that like every, what is it? I, I was gonna say like if if you're in a parking lot right and you just start throwing like money up in the air and people start running to just grab all the dollars, you and then you p- turn to someone and you're like, look how many people are grabbing all these dollars. I'm giving them something they really want, and they just keep giving you more money to throw in the air. That's how the tech industry works. <laughs> that's literally how it fucking works man like they're they're like eventually you're gonna have to stop throwing money in the air and then the, they're like yeah i know i know we'll work on that later once we've like once you know um the fucking like methamphetamines we've laced the fucking dollars with start to kick in it's, the real magic trick is Uber has never had to stop throwing the dollars in the yeah, air. Like it's it's that's exactly like I was talking to someone about Uber and Lyft a couple of years ago. And the main thing was that I was saying, I'm like, okay. So these companies are in like a forever war. There's two of them. You've got Uber and you've got Lyft. And both of them are in a race to see who can run out of VC fund who can have the VC funding the longest. Because the reason that Ubers and Lyfts are cheaper than taxis is because Uber sub they both are subsidized by VC money. The reason they're both subsidized by VC money is because both companies think that when one company dies, the other they're going to monopolize the market. And both companies think it's going to be the other one. <laughs> that's literally it. Both com- it, it's that's just how it's going to be. And it's it's just fucking wild that it's gone on this long. Like eventually either Uber or Lyft is going to die and it's probably going to be Lyft, sadly, even though they're like the better company from like slight moral standpoint, just because they weren't run by an asshole for a while. Uh, like, That's the crazy thing, though, that there's there's no they're they're literally just the worst company now, because yeah. like at this point, Uber has totally cleaned house. It's been like eight years <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while. Um, so all of tech, but and all of tech is just holding, and myself included, is just holding like this weird grudge against Uber, <laughs> despite yeah. the fact that they're the objectively better company. <laughs> yeah, Uber's better at this point, and it kind of sucks. 
the the main thing I I think the reason I use Uber now over Lyft is because of the Apple Card cashback they give on it. It's like three percent now. I'm just like, yeah, I I I fuck it. You know what? I'll get an extra percentage. It's cheaper. Whatever. But like, yeah, that 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 is just how the tech industry works. I don't even know how we got here, man. From like a conversational standpoint. But it's because it's, this is th- these are the machinations. The, this is this is where it always ends up. It always ends up in the same place. It always comes. It literally there is literally never a story that doesn't come back to Uber and Lyft. Yeah, <laughs> all startup it's, stories end at Uber and Lyft. I'm telling you. Yeah, it they, all tracks back. You you either become boosted or you live long enough to see yourself become the. I don't know what's a what's a good recent fail. I mean, there's been so many recent failures. Dude. It's, it's it's kind of wild the whole industry and the culture and everything. And it's just so much shit has shifted. But I don't know. Anyways, I um, I'm I, I I'm out of things. Like, yeah, let's <laughs> let's talk about some hardware shit. So, like the instead of going into news, I want to Joe and I like Apple products. Like, we really like Apple stuff. Um, obviously I'm a big fan of Apple stuff. I love the software. I love the hardware. It's my preferred uh, device to do most of my stuff on most of the time when I'm not playing games or working on like windows specific technologies. Um, so we got, uh, Jesus Christ over the past, like seven months, we've been trapped in the iceberg waiting for like fucking Katara to use her water magic or whatever. The <laughs> Apple has um, un- unleashed heaven on us. They've unleashed M1, and it was greater than literal come to Jesus moment. Like it is greater than we ever hoped. It is exactly what so we wanted. Like it is we we live in we live in heaven world now. Our laptops last like if you told me this a fucking year ago. Our laptops last like twelve fucking hours. They they run machine learning shit like like as good as a fucking like desktop class GPU they're they open apps instantaneously and they don't have fans what the fuck like we're we're in heaven world we're I don't know how else to describe this um and then recently on top of that Apple like just did some really ridiculous stuff and they're like we've got this M1 chip that just kind of exists for the Mac and you're like oh M's for the Mac and they're like no you fucking moron it's in an iPad now you stupid idiot <laughs> it's in an iPad now and then they just slapped it in the iPad Pro so now they just have a bunch of fucking devices that all have the same insides like the same exact thing <laughs> And then they took they that iPad box. Pro and they put it on a stand and then they slapped you across the face and kicked you in the balls. And, <laughs> and then they, they said, spat on me. And then they're like, here's a what here's one that's just a black box that doesn't come with a keyboard that comes with a keyboard and mouse and you gotta plug a monitor into. Here's we here's another one. We just we just surgically slapped it in a MacBook Air. Um but like it's incredible. The I I, I hope, and I don't know because I don't think I remember your thoughts on this. The new Mac, the new like iMac, is in my humble opinion, the most fucking gorgeous computer I've seen in my life. I have no problems with it whatsoever. I love it. I my only no problem problems. is the chin. The chin is. I love the chin. <laughs> 
you it's people fine. do not okay people don't get it you people you don't understand right the chin is the thing first off i'd like to point out that i was on the airpods train when everyone was making fun of me and maybe I'd rather, because- I'd rather have the chin than like a bulbous back so <laughs> yeah i I was on the AirPods train when everyone was making fun of me. They're like, these things look stupid. And I'm like, no, they don't. And when everyone has a pair, you're not going to think that anymore. And you're going to forget that you thought that. And everyone has forgot that they thought that. <sighs> everyone forgot. Everyone wears them now. They're everywhere. They look great. They're cool as hell. The problem is the best version of everyone having these is like, especially like labs of these, yeah. where they intersperse all the colors and no one's gonna do that (laughs) no no one's gonna do that whatsoever i for me the main thing that i look at when i see this is i'm like man reception areas are gonna look so much nicer now like like think about you've got like the reception desk and it's gonna have like this gorgeous like fucking like metal slate blue just like thin as hell thinner than the original iphone like screen with this just gorgeous like color color matched cord popping out of the back and then you'll just have the receptionist being like can i help you and you'll just look at that computer and you'll be like yeah and then you'll go to like your your fucking like what is it your your rectal exam or something i don't know like it's it's you'll um like that's that's really uh, i that's the main place that these things are gonna be and um i i don't know like the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like any, any, any office that like doesn't any place that you have to call them to make an appointment. God, they, they're gonna have okay. Any place any you have to call them to make an appointment. Probing. Yeah, any any place you have to call them to make an appointment. Sorry, they're, they're still on like HP workstations. Um, any, 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 any place that has like any place where that has uh an online like resi system is gonna have one of these. It's going to be so, cool as hell. I will say I upgraded to an M1 system and I was looking at the Apple store and I'm like, what if I just pre-ordered one of the iMacs? Like I, the thing about the iMac is, uh, and this is what's so cool about it. So the iMac is gorgeous. It looks beautiful. It's got incredible colors for the first time in, I don't know, 20 years on a Mac. It has colors on it, Right. Which it's very obvious that like this is this is the future of it, like post Ive Apple like this is the first major post Ive Apple thing that they've done like in terms of like unique hardware um, like or a total redesign and I think that we're we're getting back at least a little bit to more of the the fun old Apple the the company that like you know released that <laughs> the company who's who's whose iconic like cathode ray tube design permeates your memory of childhood computer labs, right? Like with the, with the, the aqua blue, <laughs> like those things, those things rule. And we're the, I am, I so cannot wait for them to try in the laptop side because right now the laptop is, they just took what they had and they slapped the new chip and it's good enough to the point where I think you're kind of ridiculous to get anything that's not an M1 Apple computer right now if you're looking for a laptop in any way, shape, or form. Um, I don't, I don't know why anyone would buy anything that is not an M1, an M1 Mac now. 
Like, I can't think of it. I cannot think of a reason other than like, you need to write Windows apps. Like, what, what is it? There's no, there's no Windows exclusive like business software anymore, right? Like every, it used to be like QuickBooks was the thing, <laughs> but it's on Mac now. I don't know why anyone would have it. Regardless, so Joe, what do you think of this computer so far? You literally just got your hands on it today. Yeah, so I just picked up the brand new uh, 2020 Intel uh, <laughs> MacBook. Just kidding. Uh, I picked up the M1. So nice. um, it is full. It, it, it's everything. Um, it is the only the only upgrade it's missing is it could have gone i could have gone up to two terabytes um and i didn't uh because i don't need two terabytes um it is silly fast like <laughs> that's literally the only way i could possibly describe it um so i'm coming from the 2017 macbook pro this is the 2020 macbook pro um first thing that's worth noticing is that it's slightly thicker. Um, that's because that they actually increased the thickness, I think in 2018 and it's the same case. Um, it has fans. The fans have never kicked on so far. Um, despite the fact that I've had a lot of installs running at the same time. Um, and I don't expect them. I, I, I yet to like sense that it's on, uh, <laughs> Like it does, it doesn't make noise. Uh, it doesn't generate heat. The it generates light, um, but that's about the only indicator that it's running. Um, yeah. Besides that, um, the M1, you do immediately notice that it is an ARM chip, and what I mean when I say that is that pretty much the first thing that a lot of people will go to download is probably going to be like an electron app. Uh, in my case, it's discord. As soon as you do that, it says, uh, something along the lines of this application requires Rosetta to run. Um, so before or in the process of installing your electron app, installing discord, it's going to ask you to install Rosetta. It takes, maybe four seconds to install then your discord install resumes uh and i haven't had an issue since it's a one-time thing right like it's just your first time yep um you know what I, so far okay. as i can tell um question why is that just not installed on every mac like at least now like i can understand in two years this popping up like if you have some legacy app but like what use case is going to, you're going to use this new M1 Mac that you just got and you're not going to want to install Rosetta on it, especially if it think, takes like four seconds to install. I think I literally think it's like the power of positive thinking on the part of Apple. <laughs> oh, you're thinking that like these, what is it? Your 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 idea is that I also suspect it's large. Um, I I don't I haven't checked. Um, this I I haven't sought out the size of Rosetta, but if I had to guess, um, 
Like I, I can see if I can find it now. I don't know where those files exist. But if I do a guess, Rosetta is probably a fairly large utility. I don't know. I mean, I, I get it. I, I'd say like at the very least, what it what it feels like is that it should just be a part of the OS right now, and in two years down the line, then you just kind of make it not, and the the and then you just kind of keep it and don't be like Rosetta One where you remove it. Just keep it around. Please, for the love of God, keep it around. The reason I say keep it around is because, like, all right, like, you know, there, there, there's a lot of... Mac doesn't have the same, like, philosophy as Windows in terms of how the OS works. It is, it is a, compared to Windows, it is a move fast and break things operating system. And for the past few years, things have been really broken. But, like, it's, it, that's, the, that's the idea. Like, you are not... Mac is not designed for stable, decade-long workflows to exist with an updated operating system. It is designed for you're updating your OS every year. Things change a lot. New features get added. The, the, the rate of progression for the operating system is blazing fast. Um, as opposed to Windows, in which like, if a single Windows 95 application breaks like that it, on Windows 10, which is running them like 25 years in the future... Right. Like that's that is just that is a bad that is a bad condition for the OS's goals. Um, So like, what is it now? You've got all a lot of apps like pre 2005, which are just power PC apps like you can't run them anymore. You can't like if they haven't. And it's it's similar to iOS, too. Right. Like what? uh, What is it? Uh, Recently, 32 bit apps. And I forget which iOS were just like gone. They're just like you can't run them anymore. Goodbye. I don't even know if there's like a technological reason for why you can't run a 32-bit app on a 64-bit operating system anymore on iOS. Maybe it's just because I think the, 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 the goal of that, right, is that Apple wants to force developers onto the new parts of their platform, right? Apple does not care what gets lost in the transition. If like, if, 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 what is it? Apple will say, okay, 50% 50% of developers will make this transition if we don't force it to them. Um, if we do force it, 80% will and, tw- and like, or 90% will and 10% won't. And for them, they'll say the 90% opportunity is what we want. Right. Um, and then, and then at a certain point, they'll just hit end of life. And then they'll just kind of like, they'll just kind of like try to force that 90% transition to happen for like the developers who have an update who update their app like once a year as like a legacy thing in order to like give it the signing for the newest version of the OS. And um, then just some apps that have been untouched for 10 years are like left in the dust, right? And you've just got a bunch of stuff that is only in your memory and that you can't really use anymore. Like there's this early I there's this iOS 2 game that I remember that was awesome as hell. It was like kind of a Star Fox thing. It was so cool. I don't even remember the name of it anymore. It can't it doesn't exist now. So but, I was trying to find how big Rosetta 2 was, but I, I, I couldn't find it. Um Yeah. Anyway, uh so for the most part, it, it it's really just an incredibly smooth um thing. And I, I, I do know that you only have to install it once. There's no way Azure Data Studio has been ported over. Um no. <laughs> Hey, that's my division. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I, I, I do know uh, Docker has been ported over. I know OBS hasn't. Um, um, yeah, to be, to be fair, what is it? Uh, Azure Data Studio, I think, is built off VS Code, right? Um, also, do I actually use that? Because I like sent it to you because you do a lot of data work. And like, I think you'd like this. Yeah, you're the one who sent that you to know. me. Um, and it, it's I proven. It, I, I do actually use it. Um, I don't use it as a replacement for SQL Server Management Studio. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I probably use it a bit more. All right. We, we definitely have to like switch to something else before we start talking about fucking database management software. The, the, um, um, but no, like the, the, the new Max. Okay, one more thing. Um, what? basically, uh, the, the only, the only major issues I've had with compatibility, one password gave me a little grief. Um, when I first installed it, the first installation failed out. I had to redownload it, reinstall it. Um, Microsoft Remote Desktop uh, really? does not appear on the App Store. Um, what? Used to be you could just go into the App Store, find it, and install it. Really? Um, what I had to do, and I, I don't know if it's an M1 thing. I don't know um, if there's a problem on Microsoft's end. I actually did not check on my old laptop. Um, but uh, hmm. it, it does not appear on the M1 App Store. Um, but what that I did I- was I searched it on Google. Um, I was able to open it in the App Store, download it, and it appears to function fine. Um, Docker so also weird. failed on the first install, and now it seems to function fine. That's... That's so fucking weird, man. Like, I see it on the store right now. Like, obviously, I use it every now and again. Um, it's pretty important okay, so, to have. Yeah, so you can and, see it. Um, so so the stores are just different. Like, they're because that's the thing I was wondering, too, right? It's just, there's just a different store on the Mac, M1 store. Um, okay, just, now just, it's there. Um, oh, okay. When I search it, I'll, it wasn't there when I were, when I searched it before. Because there, there were things that I was wondering, right? About, believe it or not, there's like, so, you know, the thing about these one Macs is they run iOS apps, like, as long as the developer supports running the iOS app, as long as the developer doesn't flick a switch saying, I don't want it, um, it runs the iOS app. Most developers fluck, <laughs> flicked, is it flicked or it's flicked instead of fluck? <laughs> Most developers <laughs> flicked that switch. Um, and there's, a, so there's only a couple, not every iOS app is available. But I was hoping that Legends of Runeterra would be available. Because <laughs> I felt like that would be kind of cool. That would be neat. I don't know. Um, that would be fun. You know, a little something something for the fans. I don't know. I'm just, I'm so excited for these fucking computers, dude. I really want one. I, I'm, I've also I'm just waiting see... for the 16. I have to I've got to see if... Um... The .NET runtime will run on this. That's that my next a... big project. Yeah, uh, that is... I know that Python three is running, uh, which is good because that's what I work in the most. But mm-hmm. I need to know if .NET Core runs. I um, I feel like yes. I would be shocked if it doesn't at this point, and if not, it's going to come soon. The main thing being, if .NET Core does not work, 
than or, power shell. I mean that at five, I guess. Yeah, okay. I keep forgetting that too, because I still work in core. Um yeah, if .NET does not work on Mac, right, then like PowerShell isn't gonna work. If you're able to install and run PowerShell like right now, you're good. I don't need PowerShell. Because that's just what it operates off of. What? I don't need PowerShell. I need .NET. <laughs> right, but I to be fair, PowerShell's so good. You know, I guess I guess that's just my indoctrination going well, but like PowerShell's so fun. I've now like the, the ecosystem around it has become really great. Whatever you say, I definitely bought a Mac just so I could go back to using a Unix system. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't like using power. It took me a lot of work to get PowerShell to, to where I like Unix. Um, but now I don't mind it anymore because it's got most of the things I like. The main thing it does not have is like, a plugin system with auto completion stuff. Like I can work in Kubernetes or whatever, and I can hit tab and it's going to, did know, you find like, a replacement for curl in PowerShell? Uh, is that it's fucking invoke web request. Yes. Did you find one that doesn't suck? No. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I, it's funny. Cause I was literally just working with that today because I have a uh, configurations for my, my, my shells to get them all set up. Anyway, the, um, it's, now that that was that was that was a really nerdy departure yeah this is this is the type of shit you should expect is me just like talking about like how 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 tech culture is horrible and how the, the people who like you know oh, fucking created are like morons um and then we'll just go into talking about like whether or not our favorite run times have been ported to the new cpu architecture and like, i should just alias invoke web request as curl I don't yeah. know why I do that. No, that no, you definitely shouldn't do that because the flags are different. You fuck. Like, come on, don't. I, I think actually someone oh. did put curl. Well, uh, wait, Joe, you're on a Mac, dude. Your bin still fucking works, you moron. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, on on my Windows PC. Okay, well, then you just just just. Just, just check out Scoop. I'm sure there's something in Scoop. <laughs> <What's> the, um, <laughs> I don't know. These these new Macs are fucking awesome. I cannot wait to see what they do with the 16-inch because I feel like the 16-inch is going to be their first major redesign because that they, they generally try out all the new stuff with the, the, the big pro. Yeah, it, it's going to be really interesting. Supposedly, they're bringing back um, the magnetic charger, which I everyone else seems excited about. I don't want it. Um, I really I like charging with USB-C? I, I feel like unless they literally get rid of the USB-C ports, there's no way they're going to get rid of USB-C charging. They're, it's stupid to get rid of USB-C charging. So if they just add MagSafe as like, here's a little something extra if you want it, that would be cool. I would love to keep like a mags. I have like two USB-C power bricks already for my fucking MacBook. Like I've got one for my desk and one for my couch because this thing needs to be like tethered to you like a child with attachment issues. Like this thing just, it dies immediately on me, which is one of the reasons I want the new one. Um, honestly, I mean, that would be fine, but I don't understand why you would want MagSafe in the first place. Like, what's, Oh, I, like, I, I mean, I USB-C. get it. I get MagSafe. Like, I would love to have MagSafe along with USB-C for one reason and one reason only, and that is I love working out of coffee shops. I am the fucking, you know, I am the guy. I bring my MacBook to a coffee shop and I work out of it. 
I love the idea of my computer of, of it doing what it was supposed to like 15 years ago. And like the cord gets pulled in a coffee shop or like the running, someone accidentally trips over the cord on the kitchen table or something. And like the laptop doesn't die. Like that yeah, was that awesome. I love that. And I, I, I do, it should not, it should not be the only option. I love USB-C. I plug a single cable into my MacBook and everything goes through it. My keyboards, my microphone, my monitors, my cameras, my mice, everything goes through that like one little plug. And that's Thunderbolt also. Um, if To be fair, if they can do MagSafe with Thunderbolt, that would be sick. Like if they can get like Thunderbolt 3 or 4 going through a MagSafe connection, that would be very cool. I mean, the problem is that like, I use USB-C when I'm, when I dock my Mac, like when it is like on my desk, it is in some sort of dock. It is in some safe thing. I'm not worried about like tripping over a cord. Um, and I want all my, I want one cable to do everything, everything. Um, and unless the new, I mean, yeah, the downside is if you can't, well, okay, actually, so there is a computer that does do this and it's the surface laptop. Right, the Surface Laptop has both of this. The Surface Laptop has USB C, and you can charge it via USB C, even though it's like a, it's definitely slower than the the sort of MagSafe equivalent Surface charge connector that comes with it. And then you've got the Surface connector, which is kind of the 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 equivalent to what MagSafe was. It's this nice like you've got this connector that's a little bit magnetic, um, that just slaps into the thing, and then if you you accidentally trip over it, it pops right out. Um, and to be fair, they've had this a lot longer than like USB-C has been like a viable thing. So good on them for actually throwing USB-C in the laptops. Um, but that's what I hope at least the new Mac does is like, please don't take away my USB-C ports. Please don't take away my Thunderbolt ports. And I don't think they're going to, because if you look the at the new Mac, port would they've be got really them. nice, honestly. Look, like, look at the new Mac. The new iMac has Thunderbolt ports, USB-C Thunderbolt ports. I feel like if... It like there's there's if Apple was going to try to move away from like Thunderbolt as a standard and move away from USB C, you would not see USB C Thunderbolt ports in the Mac. You just wouldn't. They wouldn't be there. Like they're 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 not going to release. So I I think we're going to be fine. It's going to have the new MacBook will be perfect, just like everything else. It'll be like this perfect angel baby that'll be more than thrilled to take out debt on my Apple credit card trademark in order to like be an indentured servant to fruit company for more years. I can't wait to trade in my brand new MacBook in six months for that. One. Yeah. Uh, I, that'll be a lot of fun. Half of my like mind has just my finger on like the MacBook air just to grab one. Cause again, I want that. I want, I really fucking want that low end or that, that ultra portable M one laptop. That well, I that's the one I almost got, and then you pointed out to me that I do a ton of <laughs> extended use, and it makes, and yeah. I'm one of the few people it actually makes sense to have fans. Yeah the the main thing, from what I understand, is that the the M1 MacBook Air works through basically it does not have a fan, and that's the most discernible difference between the two computers is one has a fan, the Pro, and one does not, the Air. The Pro also has a touch bar, but honestly, you can give or take that fucking thing. It doesn't really matter. The um, 
the why is the fan important? Well, because when a CPU gets hot, you have the two different computers do two things. One computer will cool the CPU with the fan. The other computer will slow the CPU so it doesn't get as hot. Ironically, the air does not air cool the CPU. It doesn't blow air on it. The Pro blows air on it. Um, the air, the air does nothing. Uh, to be fair, though, okay, it's like I would say the Pro is re- the Pro is a computer you only need if you fall into a specific extended use case, and that is. You are compiling a lot of stuff for very long periods of time, which is what you do. It, it's literally my job. It's like yeah. my only job. If if you are not doing like, and th- there is like a slight performance degradation, right? Like there's this, like, that's what happens with the air is like, basically, if you are using it for periods of time, it is still f- miles faster than most old Macs. But like, if for extended it's still periods of much, time, it's still faster enough that it pisses off Intel. That's the important yeah, part. It's so fucking fast, but it's still like stupid fast. But what happens is if you're literally just running insane benchmarks and compiling constantly and constantly, and you just keep doing stuff on it, it will start to slow it down a tiny bit. And I, the thing is that the air is not a the air as a computer isn't a good enough form factor anymore or isn't a different enough form factor anymore to where I think it warrants this. Like the air by itself right now in the way that it is, which is just the the, the redesign that they gave it like four years ago, does there's no reason to get it over a pro. There really isn't. As much as I wish there was, like the pro isn't really thicker. It's more or less the same size. It's got a bigger screen. It's got a fan in it. Um, the only reason you should ever get the air is it's I think a, like a tiny bit lighter. Well, no, I I I think I think I disagree. I, I think everyone should get the air. The only reason you should get the pro is like if you are doing data engineering or machine learning. Okay, that's fair. Um, um, it's true, I, which, you, like, which you do both of. Y- yeah. Um, Alternatively, if for some ungodly reason you have chosen the hard life of Mac gaming uh, and you the even a harder life of doing it on a Mac book. Uh, the, the repressed people, truly. <laughs> a truly repressed people. Wealthy, but repressed, but oppressed. Uh, yeah, oppressed. Um yeah but basically the the only possible reason you could have to do this is if you just is if your job is to sit there and manage like celery workers and kubernetes clusters and yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's basically it like <laughs> joe one and one last thing I think before we wrap this up, because there's a new piece of Apple information to tie it all back together, buddy. Because we just talked about DHH and we just talked about antitrust and we talked about Apple and their new computers and the App Store. And as of now, the information, great website, check them out. The information has reported 
that in the discovery phase for the Epic Games trial, Apple has revealed its profit margins for the App Store. Joe, what do you think? Oh. Apple makes a 78% profit on the App Store. Link link me this right now. I'm 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 messaging it trademark to you, my friend. Apple <laughs> makes a 78%. Sorry. They had a 78% profit margin in 2019. Oh my god. I think this is kind of the smoking fucking gun, Joe. Okay, like, so this, this is, is the court thing that's document come out filed of by Epic Games. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. So 78% profit margin. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, that is so much fucking money. I... Holy shit, man. Wow. All right. I, there's nothing else to be said about yeah, that. Yeah, I think I was um, just like, we're, we're fucking done. <laughs> I, we we got to go out on that. Um, yeah. Apple's going to see something from that. Something's coming from that. <laughs> Oh, it's oh, coming. <laughs> oh, I can feel it in the air. I can feel uh, Jesus this, coming. This, this fucking this thing is gonna play out for years, but that's that's oh. that's our that's one of our first big drops. All right, that's I, exciting. I can't wait. I don't <laughs> Oh man, I don't understand how like it just gets worse. Like it's I don't so crazy. It's, it literally is like, why are we not allowing payment? And it's like Steve Steve Jobs being like, we want to be the only bookstore. Make the policy so we're the only bookstore. <laughs> Just they went emails. before Congress last week, right? That's not coming up, right? Yeah. And no, yeah. And then on top of it, it's just... <laughs> and then, the, then my favorite thing, or it was just like them being like, should we put iMessage on Android? No. Why shouldn't we put a message on Android? It'll make people get less iPhones. And everyone's like, oh, they finally said it. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, sure. It's 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 fun that there's like an admission of this. But like, what else could it be? Yeah, of course they considered it. They've considered a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They considered putting it on like a bunch of refrigerator consoles, too. No, <laughs> oh, that would be cool. But anyways, Jesus Christ. I just want to sit with that. I think, yeah, right. I think this is a good spot to end our, our rebirth, yeah, sit on our that. renaissance episode of HPDS. Uh, thanks, guys. Until next time, I'm at Pithpith on Twitter, P-I-T-H-P-I-F-T-H. Uh, block me. Um, I was going to say Evan. that. You can, you can block me, too. You can block me at Evan Extreme on Twitter. It's, it's, it's a fun fucking road. It's a great place to spend your waking days trapped in this eternal hell bubble of COVID world. All right. Follow us there. We'll be back next time as soon as there's something fucking stupid going on. Because there's always yeah. fucking stupid shit going there's on. There's always stupid <laughs> Twitter shit. Because...
It's ridiculous. We work in a stupid industry full we of do. stupid people, and I hate yeah. it here. I, I want to leave it so much. <laughs> love it. It's, All it's, right. I'll never leave. <laughs> I'm never going right, anywhere. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>